0: Hey guys, welcome to Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. I'm Dr. John Berardi, co-founder of Precision Nutrition, and if you're not familiar with us, over the last 15 years we've become the world's largest online nutrition, fitness, and health coaching company. Through that time, as you can imagine, we've watched fad diets and fitness crazes come and go. But when the fads have failed and the crazes died out and people just want something that works, they turn to Precision Nutrition for things like expert coaching. Guided mentorship and online support. In this podcast, which is a mix of recorded articles, interviews, and roundtable discussions, myself and my Precision Nutrition colleagues will help make the whole nutrition, fitness, and health process work for you. Ideally, you'll discover that eating, moving, and living well can be easy and enjoyable for now and into the future. So let's get started.
1: Coach Lisa here, reading today's article Three Crucial and counterintuitive strategies for getting loved ones to support your healthy lifestyle effective ways to deal with negative peer pressure and sabotage by alex pico anand changing your eating and exercise habits is hard enough getting loved ones to support your healthy lifestyle changes prepare to grit your teeth the company you keep does affect your progress toward healthier living so here's how to reduce peer pressure and get the social support you need you beam as you gather your family round the dining table where you've lovingly assembled a colorful and nutritious meal everyone takes a seat you serve the grilled chicken the sauteed broccoli the pumpkin seed studded salad you nervously watch for reactions it's really delicious you swear then within moments a floret of broccoli makes a perfect arc across the room after your toddler daughter catapults it from her fork. Your preteen son slumps so low that only his furrowed brow and the top of his phone peek above the table. Your partner, trying to be polite and supportive, has been chewing his first bite for a good two minutes, without swallowing. Even the dog, usually hovering shamelessly, sniffs at a spinach leaf and then flops down in the corner with a sigh. You feel alone. Now what? To change your eating and exercise habits, do you have to convince your friends and family to change too? Would getting loved ones on board with your healthy lifestyle changes make the whole endeavor easier? And if so, then how the hell do you do that? This really matters to you. You're excited about your experiments with lifestyle changes. You're eating more vegetables. You're walking on your lunch break and seeing a trainer on the weekend. Your body is looking, working, and feeling better. You feel sparks of inspiration and hope. And you want to keep going. You desperately want loved ones with you. Why? Well, because you love them. You want your family and friends to be healthy and safe, to feel good. You want to protect them from the pain of poor health. You want the best for them. And frankly, you need support from the people closest to you. It seems hard, even near impossible, to make these big changes alone. If you're feeling these things, it's important to know, the thoughts are really, really normal. It is hard to eat and move in ways that support your own health goals when your social circle, Friday means beer and tacos, Saturday means Jenga tower of bacon at the greasy spoon. Hanging out means meeting at the bar to shoot tequila instead of at the park to shoot hoops, etc. In some ways, you are the sum of your social circle. Habits can be contagious. The people around you matter. And you matter to the people around you. Research shows that we are affected by the body composition, habits, and lifestyles of those around us. The more people around us are doing something or living a certain way, the more likely we are to do and live the same, whether that's what we eat, how we eat, whether we move or not, how we move and so on. If your friends and family are fitter and healthier, you're more likely to be fitter and healthier. And the reverse is true, too. Research shows that the weight of those closest to you may help determine your own weight. According to one large-scale study, having a friend, an adult sibling, or a spouse who is obese increases your own obesity risk by 57%, 40%, and 37% respectively. Even your friend's friends matter. Two degrees of separation between you and someone who is obese increases your own chance of being obese by 20%. You don't even have to have met them for this to be a factor in your own weight. Your social network affects your obesity risk exponentially. Each obese person you know is correlated with a 0.5% increase in your risk of obesity. Thus, having five obese social contacts more than doubles your risk of becoming obese. Your weight is more influenced by people of your own gender. For women, This means that a girlfriend's or same-sex partner's weight may have a larger effect than a guy friend's or opposite-sex partner's, and vice versa for men. Weight convergence likely happens subconsciously. Researchers believe that we can change our habits to match those of our social group without talking or even thinking about it. The amount you eat depends on who you're eating with. Dine with a big eater and you're liable to consume more. Sit down with a light eater and you're likely to take in less. This effect has been observed even among strangers. When asked, the diners usually attribute the mirroring effect to taste and hunger, as opposed to the behavior of others around them. How much you eat also depends on the size of the group that you're with. Eating with one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven or more other people is associated with a 33, 47, 58, 69, 70, 72, and 96% increase in energy consumed, respectively. Your social network can also have a big impact on what you eat. People whose friends generally meet the guidelines for produce intake are more likely to eat at least five servings of fruit and vegetables per day. Your impression of social norms help determine what you eat, how much you eat, and your physical activity level. If getting a light salad for lunch seems normal, that's what you're likely to do, even if no one's going to see you eat it. Conversely, if eating a bag of ruffles for lunch seems normal, you may do that, even if you know the salad is more aligned with your health goals. Those who report a high level of physical activity as the social norm are also more likely to be active themselves. As you can see, most of this happens subconsciously. We often change our habits to match those of our social group without talking or even thinking about it. It's not just how you eat and move, of course. Research indicates that you're influenced by family and friends for other big-deal game-changers, like whether to get married or when to have a baby. Of course, all these findings are correlations. Researchers are still working out exactly why the body weight and lifestyle of friends and family affects your own. But why does it work this way? Why can't you just be a lone wolf or a unique individual? Well, in some ways social influence is a good thing social cohesion keeps us alive human beings are social creatures we evolved in small groups who depended on one another for survival much of our brain is devoted specifically to social cues and communication recognizing faces reading emotions making and understanding language etc we depend on social cohesion on belonging to survive To be alone, whether abandoned, rejected, or left behind, often meant certain death. Today, modern medicine shows us that loneliness can still kill. Our bodies respond to social rejection and isolation as if they were viral threats. When we are persistently lonely, inflammation goes up, immunity goes down, we get more chronic diseases and die sooner. Aloneness is scary. Vulnerable and difficult aloneness can be real like the actual aloneness of a young woman who chooses to stay in to eat a healthy dinner and get a good night's sleep when all her roommates have gone out for pizza and partying aloneness can also be a feeling like the way a guy feels when all his buddies are drinking beer and he's got a seltzer if you're the only one at happy hour ordering a side salad instead of fries It's basically like you're outside the campfire circle of social safety, just waiting for the lions to attack your tender, undefended flesh. Thus, protecting ourselves against aloneness is in our DNA. Swimming against the current is hard. Of course, it is possible to go it alone. Terms like pioneer and trailblazer exist after all. But let's face it. It's a lot easier to eat better and get more exercise when your social environment, the behavior of your family and friends, supports your goals. As with all things, the laws of physics come into play. When you're trying to change, you may encounter either friction or momentum. Friction can make you feel stuck. Friction makes things harder to do. Eye-rolling co-workers... Spinach-resistant kids and chili nacho-loving friends, people who explicitly disagree with you or simply engage in opposing habits, create environmental and emotional behaviors as you try to move toward your goals. Friction is when you make a big batch of kale chips for your family on movie night instead of the usual popcorn, and your kids respond with flailing limbs, screeching protests, and exaggerated gagging performances. Friction is when you sign up for a 10K run and your friends wag their fingers at you and tell you that running will kill your knees. Friction is when you make an agreement with your mother-in-law that you will take care of the sides for Thanksgiving dinner because you want to provide healthy options. But when you arrive, she has prepared all the usual greasy, sugary dishes because she didn't want to break tradition. When you're dealing with friction... Lifestyle change is like climbing up a steep mountain with gravel moving underneath you, complete with cursing, tripping, and slow progress. Momentum, on the other hand, helps you keep rolling. Momentum boosts you and replenishes your energy. Willing and or like-minded loved ones can help keep you accountable, connected, and supported, bolstering you as you work to change your eating and exercise routine. Momentum is when your whole family chips in to make a wholesome meal, turning food preparation into a family project. You talk about what fruits and vegetables you like, research healthy recipes, and try new, weird-shaped vegetables together. Momentum is when you sign up for a 10K run and your friends ask you if you want a cheering section, or at least someone to throw water on you supportively, of course. Momentum is when you make an agreement with your mother-in-law that you will take care of the sides for Thanksgiving dinner. She gets the hint, lets you do your thing, and takes a cue from you and puts out some local berries for dessert as well. Of course, people still hit the pie, but, well, come on, it's pie. Be brave, be positive. Now here's some P and physics. You can have friction and momentum together. In other words, even if you encounter resistance, you can still get support too. Even if your loved ones aren't super enthusiastic about your nutrition and fitness experiments, or will never love pea sprouts like you do, it doesn't mean they don't care or won't help. You can pursue your goals in the face of wavering or stingy support. You don't have to dump all your friends and family, and most importantly, You may not even have to try to convince anyone in order to get them on board. Social support works both ways. The people around you can influence you, and you can influence them back. This is where the good types of going it alone comes in. Leadership. While it may be easier to wait until your immediate social circles come around to prioritizing healthy choices, It's also incredibly empowering and inspiring to be a leader for change, despite the forces against you. And in doing so, you'll build your own small wave of momentum that, little by little, erodes the friction you encounter. But here's an important tip. You don't reduce friction by pushing back. A powerful, healthy lifestyle pioneer is a peaceful one. In order to step into that role, try this gentle, sometimes counterintuitive, action plan. The three crucial strategies for getting friends and family to support your healthy lifestyle. First, number one, accept that you may not be right. Step back and embrace some hard truth. How much of the friction you feel from others is actually created by you? Even if you mean well, and even if you're absolutely 100% correct yes, smoking is bad, yes, vegetables are good how often have you been judgmental, insistent, preachy, self righteous, dismissive, overenthusiastic, maybe even a bit culty? That t shirt says Kale University. We see it. Conversely, how often have you been Curious. Interested in others' perspectives. Able to deal with diversity and tolerate various viewpoints. Open-minded. Empathetic and compassionate. A good listener. Consider this. Maybe right isn't so obvious. All behaviors and choices have a reason to be there. You might not know the reasons. You might not quite understand the reasons or even agree with the reasons. But whatever habits your loved ones are practicing they are doing them for a reason in some way their habits are right for them they may have only a limited toolbox of options or coping skills this means understanding that your brother feels panicked and crushed under work stress and sees drinking as the best way to cope this means having compassion for your best friend Who's terrified to confront her body and therefore gets defensive and critical every time you bring up your new health regimen. And this also means understanding that your parents were raised to respect traditional authority figures, so they still believe margarine is better for you than butter because that's what their doctor drilled into them 30 years ago. When we focus on defending our rightness and proving our loved one's wrongness, our perspective becomes very narrow and our relationships become oppositional. However, when we let go of judgment and choose compassion and empathy, we make room for understanding. Understanding dissolves conflict because it usually shows us that, at our cores, we are all dealing with the same themes. We are more alike than different. Understanding helps us collaborate instead of clash, connect instead of criticize we start to ask questions that, instead of inducing blame and shame, invite connection and support. Why are they so different from me? becomes When have I dealt with something similar? How do I get them to stop the bad habit? becomes What problem is that bad habit trying to solve? And what is wrong with them? becomes What might they really need? As your loved ones begin to feel more understood and less judged, they may begin to practice more flexibility and less judgment towards your new habits and beliefs too. And by the way, it'll serve you immensely to practice non-judgment, compassion, and understanding on yourself too. Number 2. Be persistent, not pushy. Resistance more often comes from fear than from true philosophical opposition. Change can feel scary. It can bring up issues of control, security, and identity. And it can also bring up painful emotions like anxiety, panic, shame, or loss. When our loved ones resist change, in all the creative ways they can come up with, consciously and unconsciously, kindly and unkindly, What they might actually be feeling underneath it all is fear. Their fear can be the result of thoughts like, What if you become a different person? What if this new food tastes gross? What if your healthy habits make me confront my unhealthy habits? What if people don't accept us? What if you judge me or don't love me anymore? What if I can't keep up with you? What if life gets uncomfortable? What if I lose you? Just like a scared child, resistance and fear in their adult forms don't respond well to rational arguments and pushing. So while you must press forward with the changes you're trying to make for your own well-being, you'll more likely get support if you practice persistence rather than pushiness. Pushiness means attempting to force friends and family to join and agree with you, and accepting only a rigid set of compliant responses. Persistence, on the other hand, means continuously offering opportunities for your friends and family to join you on your quest for a healthier life, and yet remains open to a wide range of responses to any given invitation. So, be persistent. Keep offering healthy dishes at the dinner table. Keep inviting your friends and family to join you on runs, hikes, and exercise classes. Keep having conversations about nutrition healthy body image, and what it means to have a truly good, capable life. Prioritize positivity and connection when you present these options, and expect resistance, sometimes over and over and over again. As much as you can, take the drama and emotional charge out of these conversations. Validate your loved one's reasons for staying the way they are, and don't push back. Perhaps when their fear subsides and they realize it's safe to dip their toe into the land of green smoothies and box jumps, your loved ones will join you, and you'll ride off into the sunset on your recumbent bikes drinking coconut water together. Number 3. Just Do You Change is difficult. In order to overcome the many bumps, blocks, and blusters inherent to significant lifestyle change, We need to be anchored into a deep, internal, personalized why that will pull us through. You can't manufacture this type of motivation for someone else. No matter how hard you try to coerce your kids, spouse, parents, and friends to change, they may have none of it. And, in fact, that might be a good sign. Because that means they know that in order to make the kinds of changes you're making, They have to want it too. We call this intrinsic motivation, a connection to one's own, internal reasons for doing something. Research shows that intrinsic motivation leads to change that's longer-lasting and more self-sustaining than extrinsic motivation, which is based on the desire to obtain external outcomes, such as good grades or the approval of others. Intrinsic motivation requires deep thought and reflection, and may take longer to develop. So, respect that your loved ones may take time to connect with their own reasons for eating and moving better. Meanwhile, just do you. Focus on your own intrinsic motivations. Stay connected to what's driving you, deep inside, to make these personal changes. Without ignoring your natural love and concern for loved ones, let your attention turn inward. Spend more energy on your own growth and development, which could lead to something else amazing. Think about how you feel when you watch someone you love work towards a big goal with heartfelt determination, grit, and bravery. Think about how you feel when you watch that person persist despite setbacks, failures, and fears. Think about how you feel when you watch that person triumph, however messily and imperfectly, over adversity. You feel inspired. You feel like anything is possible. You feel like maybe you could do something great too. And that is the beautiful irony in doing you. By working toward and achieving a healthier, happier, more confident, and capable version of yourself... You become the inspiration, the positive influence to your friends and family. And then it comes full circle with that little healthy lifestyle wave you started that attracts other riders, builds, and then becomes a huge title of momentum to carry you to your final objective, a fit, healthy you, and keep you there. Influence happens in both directions, remember? Lead the way. This has been Coach Lisann reading today's article, Three Crucial and Counterintuitive Strategies for Getting Your Loved Ones to Support Your Healthy Lifestyle Effective Ways to Deal with Negative Peer Pressure and Sabotage by Alex Pico Anand
0: Okay everyone, that's it for this week's edition of Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. For more information about how to heat, move, and live better yourself, and for some awesome free nutrition and health resources, come visit us on the web at www.precisionnutrition.com. You could also visit us on Facebook or on Twitter at InsidePN. Talk to you next time.